We've survived the bye rounds. We've got a full quota of games. The Aussies are just humming along beautifully in the cricket. It is a magnificent time to be alive as a sports fan. It's a magnificent time to be alive listening to this podcast. We've got a massive, massive show ahead of us. We're going to talk through a big week of AFL. Joining us, as always, Matthew Richardson, Nathan Brown. Gentlemen. How are you, Hummer? Yeah, I'm you, right. you sound up and about. You sound enthusiastic. Well, I'm always up and about on a Thursday when we're recording this podcast. Different, different uh, scene today, isn't well, it? Well, you shouldn't be up and about because it feels like you've been lying to me and Matthew all this time. Oh, dear. What's this about? I've received a text from a guy that went to school with you and you've claimed that all these things <laughs> you've done at school and all these awards you've won. And Okay, I felt compelled to text you. This is this is legitimate. So this is what a text. How, how did this person get your number? This is Hummer's f- compulsive lying needs to be called out. He claimed on the podcast that he received a triple scholarship, <laughs> sport, music, academic. This could not be further from the truth. He has zero skills in any of these three areas. He was such a nuffy. He broke the record for detentions in year nine. Please pass on to Brownie and Richo. But it goes on. There's another text after that. Another example of his lying would be that. <laughs> Uh, good for the podcast. He claimed in the past he received a call to Cannon Singlet while playing there when he moved to live with his dad after his parents split up. <laughs> his parents have never split up. He grew up in Canterbury and he has two loving folks and a silver spoon dangling from his mouth. Oh. So, so to summarise that, he was never on any scholarships. Nope. And his he, parents didn't split up. His parents didn't split up and there was no call to Cannon. <laughs> and he's a compulsive liar. <laughs> <laughs> Who has sent you that? Uh, do, you, do you deny any of that? I may have been the truth a little bit with the scholarships. <laughs> right. Just <laughs> <a> t- <laughs> and for all the people out there whose parents have split up, you're just making this sort of shit up. No, look, that w- the, the call to cannon one is a little bit different. I had a call to cannon's jumper and someone right. asked about it. I made a ridiculous lie-up. It was so silly, I didn't think anyone was going to believe it. Someone the, footy club took it and, yeah, the footy club took it and ran with it. Yep. Oh, well. Anyway. well, you can thank yeah. your mate Lethe for that. Oh, you can't get away stinks. with anything these days. How I just want to know how they got on to you. Mm. Not happy, but uh, hey, moving on from my little white lies, and again, I I fabricated a few of those stories, but just a little bit. I should have got a scholarship. I was stiff to miss out on one, but uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, we've survived the buy rounds. It's a horrible time. Six games of footy just for over three weeks. It's got to change, I think. It It does have to change. Yeah, I think it will moving forward. I heard yesterday that they're, in fact, they're thinking about having just one buy round when nobody plays right in the middle of the year. A bit of an industry break, I guess. I don't, I don't mind that idea. Yep. I think it's better than, than what it's been. It, it's just, it's well, they too try much. and cram something ridiculous in that week, though. On that weekend, there's you nothing know, on. You know what they should do? And what? I reckon this Ooh. is an idea that uh, I heard off a, a colleague of mine, Tony Greenberg, who I work Greeners. with. Greeners, yeah, Greeners, who I work with at uh, the Richmond Footy Club. It's not a bad idea, I reckon. If you have it, say at round eleven or twelve, have a weekend off, but maybe on that Friday or Saturday you have a mid-year trade period where each club Ooh. can perhaps trade some players. So at least it gives it a bit of interest over yep. that week. And I think a lot of people like the mid-year trade idea. So if they do have a buy-round, why not have a mid-year trade period? And we there? might get a week off from doing the media, Matthew, because as me and you have pointed out, oh dear. We, we do this for 28 weeks a year, Hummer, right? And yep. the amount of people in media that go away. So at the moment, Friday night footy this week, Juddie's away for us, also Das and our producer. Oh. 28 weeks of the year we work in the AFL, but so many blokes take weeks off, and I never do. I'm like, I'm with Brian Taylor on this one. It's not like we're working that hard, really. No, Let's no be honest. correct. We've, got, I think we need to, we've need all to. got very good jobs. We're very privileged to have the jobs. The season goes for 28 weeks. Why do you need a week off? Das is burnt yeah. out. Granted, burnt Das out, does breakfast radio, but 
It's yeah. three hours a day. He's got the rest <laughs> of the day off that he can go home and have a sleep, Darcy, if he wants. I mean, he's not that hard up. And he's like clump complaining last week. I just, I just need to get to the end of this week. Then I've got a couple of weeks off. I can sort myself out. It's like he's got he's been to war, right? <laughs> and he's been in the trenches for uh, for a month taking uh, mortars in and stuff like that. It's it's ridiculous. Are you got are you ever knackered at the end of a footy season? I mean, it's it's twenty eight weeks as well. I mean, the, the usual Let's the usual forty eight weeks is the, no. is the most the common man works. Let's not kid weeks, ourselves, Hummer. A couple of the- <laughs> we're not doing it that hard. So these guys who need a week off, Brownie, I'm with you. And BT's big on this. They don't need a week off. They only work twenty eight weeks a year. Who, what's going to happen to the the Friday huddle this week then? Well, we've got a couple of ringing. Billy Brownless will be joining us because the game's down in Geelong. And Ooh. Mark Rusciuto. Oh, the big Roo. Yeah, the big Roo. And um, I've got to pick him up, Roo, from his hotel and drive him all the way to Geelong. So that would Stop be an awkward hour. <laughs> we'll look forward to hearing it, that guys. Hey, another big week from the tribunal. It seems that we, we seem to be chatting about the tribunal every single week. McGovern, the latest. Really? Michael Christian buggered this one up again, Hummer. I can't believe that in a, in a field of play, you can push a player. Um, and then because he was over the boundary line and he hit a chair, which was shouldn't have been there, that he can get a week and then that was upheld. I know Christo is only doing what the AFL set out. So Why he goes, was the chair there, though? That's not the ridiculous sure. thing. So he's obviously looked at it. Was it um, impactful? Was it high? Was it negligent? He, he goes through his systems and then he gets a tick. What I think they need to say to Christo is say, okay, you've played the game. You've got an element of human, I guess, uh, you can decide as yeah. a human element right here. Yeah. And if you don't think that this common fits sense. the criteria, common it's a sense. common sense. If, if you've ticked this box, tick this box, tick this box, and it's a week, but you still don't feel like that it should be a week, you've got common sense protocol to say, nah, yeah. I'm only going to give him a fine for this one. And I think he should have only got a fine. I mean, the Zerha. Well, what was the difference with the Zerha one early in the year mm. where he? I don't. I don't get because it because nobody got injured. Exactly. But uh, why are there chairs on the ground as well? Get rid of the chairs. That, mm. They shouldn't be there in the first place. Uh, the the cab after the injury. What do you just very quickly on that? Guelphy. Yeah, mm. it was funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe the uproar about it. The, 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 what the media created. I mean, at the end of the day, why, it was an emergency. Be, I understand we're meant to be world's ambulance? best practice. Though. Yeah, but why would you tie up an ambulance? No, that I could be that could be exactly. used for an, an actual emergency when you when you're just going to get a, an, an X-ray for ribs. It mm. wasn't an emergency, so you don't use the ambulance. Common, it's a common yeah. sense. Why mm. do we blow up about ridiculous things? <laughs> Seriously, there's no common sense in this uh, AFL. There, there is none at all. I've been saying that since I was a little a teetotler. Hey, Brownie, you're a big crypto man. Um, I am. There's another big crypto man, or a man that's uh, that come out, probably not the, the nicest of stories, but Palmer Thompson yep. been in the media this week. It's come out that he's been spending a lot of his time, and you know what he said didn't make a lot of, you know, he was he was hated at the time, and he just wanted to, <clears> to stay in his warehouse and, and trade crypto. But how, how do you see it? Did you? you, you well, he got in before Bomber? the big rush a couple of years ago, Bomber. So I think he did well. But uh, well, look, it's, a sad, it's a sad story. Let's hope he gets back to his best. But uh, he, he's a different cat, Bomber. Like an unbelievable football brain. I remember he was all, he was late for a final. Adelaide played Bulldogs four years ago, so I was yeah. calling the game at Three um, Aw. So Lee Matthews is in the back row along with Bomber. Bomber had yeah. Bomber hadn't turned up. I'm calling the game with Bruce Eva. Um, they go, where's Bomber? They're calling him frantically. All of a sudden, Bomber, there was three minutes to go before the game started. He's burst in. He was sweating profusely. He goes, my car wouldn't start. He goes, I'm riding into the MCG. And so we're all having a bit of a laugh. Two minutes in, I turn around because something happened to get his comment on it. Bomber sitting there in the commentary box, no top on, trying to cool himself down. <laughs> 
Oh, look, it, 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 I hope Bomber, I like Bomber because yeah, I've done, done some stuff with him and I worked at 3RW yeah. with him as well. Ripping fella. Good mm. fella, sad story, and we all, and you know, it gets it doesn't discriminate that sort of stuff. No. So we, we hope he gets better. But you know what? I hope it doesn't take away from his legacy as mm. a genius coach because he was one of the best coaches. Yeah, I do look at a blip in the radar. I think we'll, I would love to see him back in the media whenever that may be, get himself sorted. The Tasmanian license brownie is something that they, are they ever going to stop talking about? Well, I'm surprised our man here isn't on the bill. I've I've heard of big names. Ooh. I've heard Nick Rewalt. I've heard Brendan Bolton. I haven't seen your name I'm on a, this big bill at the moment. I'll be I'll be honest with you, Brownie. I was a little bit flat yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, you not get asked? I've got. I haven't been asked. What? Oh. How? I'm waiting for my phone to ring. <laughs> <laughs> so they've put together a task force. To have a Tasmanian license by 2026, yep. so it's seven years oh, away. Geez. And you would have thought the greatest export since David Boone yeah. out of Tasmania would be on that bill. He is as Tasmanian yeah. as any person I know. The gentleman uh, heading it up is the first CEO of Virgin uh, Airlines here in Australia. Very, very smart man, but... Not is smart it, enough not no, to get... I'm just going to say one thing. I love Rui. We're good mates, and, and you are as well. But yep. let's be honest, Rui left Tasmania when he mm. was 11 years of age. Yep. And, he lived in yeah, Queensland. Fraud. He yep. represented. Fraud. I don't think he likes Tasmania. <laughs> he represented Queensland in underage footy, and he looks like a horse. All of a, <laughs> all of a sudden, Rui is now claiming himself as a Tasmanian. He does have a little holiday house down there, oh, uh, Rui. But the thing that uh, surprised me was you are, and I'm not pissing in your pocket here, but for a person that people love and gravitate to, and yes, Rui does that. But for for getting behind someone. Richo's yeah, man. I, and you love Tassie. You I absolutely love Tassie, don't I you? I do. And I'm just worried that Rui grew up in Southport, Queensland, which is a long <laughs> way from Tasmania. <laughs> hey, uh, Brandy, I was, I was in the kitchen here at the Sportsman HQ, and um, Richo, there's these... That's because there's the, free food there, Matt, right. and he doesn't eat at home. Right. He the, comes in and he has the food here. The free there's food the, um, no, but there's the, there's the, a box of um, chocolate, can you, the, charity, the, big, the big $1 So it's up. an honesty system. Honesty have, system. Yeah. Like a guide dog's thing yeah, type. Yeah. Now it's representing Edith Vale Kindergarten or something right. like that. And uh, I've been I've been taking the Freddos out without. I don't ha- I don't carry coins anymore. So I've been taking the Freddos because I get a bit peckish. And time you haven't to time, been paying, for and it. I haven't been paying. No, now someone can't. someone pulled me up. On, they said I'm stealing. From oh charity. shock horror! Someone not, pulls you up. I'm on not it. stealing from charity because at the end of the day, whoever it is that dumped it in there, whose kids are, they have to send the box back with their kids back to the kindergarten, and, they, they and to, all the money's in there. So they have to pay. So for they what? have to pay. So I'm not stealing from the charity. No. I'm stealing from, from a this, work colleague. From this colleague. I can't but accept that. I was talking about it, and Brandy's ears pricked up, and he had a couple of um, creative ways that he. Perhaps makes his um, shopping bill mm. a little bit less. Well, you know, you, you go through the automatic checkout, yeah. and if it's a if it's a pink lady apple, which is a six buck, yeah. you put it through as a royal gala at three fifty. <laughs> That's as creative as I get, Matt. What about the nappies? Uh, no, you pay for the nappies. They're they're a big ticket item. <laughs> you're, you're right with that, though. I've always wondered when I go through that scanning situation at the supermarket. You you can put through the cheaper apples. You but, can. But I'll, I'll give you this, guys. I believe in karma. Oh. And. For you putting through the cheaper apples and not the pink ladies is bad karma. Yeah, but, but, uh, I'm in positive territory for the amount of good karma I'm setting out at the moment. Oh, and the know. chocolates, uh, Hummer, you've got bad I'm karma. In, I'm in positive territory. No, I don't, I don't buy into it. You, you get a bit of a rush. I went for a run the other day doing along, along the bridge down here and there was a guy like sobbing uncontrollably yeah. on his phone and I, my wife's been on my ear to be nicer and more compassionate to well, people. Well, you should listen. So I ran about 30 metres past and I thought, Maybe I should go back and ask him if he's yeah. okay. So I stopped, Did it make went you... back, 
asked him if he was okay, and he said, yeah, I'm okay. And then so it went on. So nothing really happened, but <laughs> I'm in the positive. I think that... that well, what about, what about how you treat your colleagues here at Suatset? Would well, that keep you in the positive? You're a wanker, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I like the fact that you went back. Mm. Hey, um, he looked at me like I was going to rob him. <laughs> He's probably just had a fight with his wife <laughs> yeah. on the phone. Hey... Richo, this is yeah. a point of yours. The rock yeah. stocks at the moment. I just, you're, you're pretty impressed. Well, a couple of years ago, you know, people in the media, a lot of them didn't rate Ruckman, thought that you didn't even need a Ruckman. Like, I remember Gary Lyons saying, Ruckman, you know, they're mm. a dime a dozen. You don't need a good Ruckman. I would say right now, if you haven't got a good Ruckman, you won't win the premiership. And you have a look last weekend. The ruck stocks around the competition have never mm. been. But Nick Natanui's back. Yep, playing in the waffle. Hopefully, he comes back for the Eagles. Scotty Lysette's performance over there He's against Geelong was incredible. Then I went to Marvel on Sunday afternoon. Brody Grundy was yeah. clearly the best player on the ground. Yep, Max Gorn against Freo, <laughs> an unbelievable performance. Rory O'Brien, Adelaide. Riley O'Brien. Yep. Do they get the yep. big uh, the big contracts? <laughs> right, are they, are they, oh, Brody, they Gr- Brody Grundy will get Grundy's a million. Grundy's about to get maybe the biggest contract in the comp. But I just think. The ruck stocks have never been high. If you haven't got a good ruckman at the moment, I don't think you can win the premiership. So if you look at your team and you go, gee, ruckman, that is the only problem I think Geelong have. Reece Stanley's been yep. good. But they've but, got ruckman there. They've got Zach I Smith know. as well. But come September, is he going to compete with Grundy and, mm. and these type of players? But he so. has beaten Grundy and has beaten Gorn Gra- yeah. uh, before. It's a good point. We'll find out in September. Uh, the last have- thing I want to do before we go to a break, Richard, is bring up the public... School system well, yeah, versus the private did you school go, system. Did you because you are, school? I went to a public school, and you are a private school. Like you are everything a private school shouldn't. He's yeah. the epitome of private school. He's got his R M Williams on. Yeah, he's got the Ralph Lauren T shirt. No, I've, I've I've dressed down today because I'm sick of the, the flack that I've been getting. What so I will say, shirt. What I will say is, and Adam Patterson, who is my boss now, who played with us Former at Richmond, Richmond said out there that he despises public he school people. Yeah, like he was happy to yeah. say that in public. Now. I've got a real issue with private school kids, and I think players coming into the AFL right now, if you are a private school person who comes into the AFL at a young age, you take a little bit longer to adapt because you're a little bit softer than what the public school kids are. I agree with that. I reckon people who've had to do it a little bit harder, and and a lot of examples on the rookie list, guys that have been on the rookie list, guys that have had to do it a little bit harder in, uh, in their formative years... They actually adapt quicker. Now, is that because of the, the level of footy they've been playing? Do you think private school footy is softer? No, than just APS they haven't had a silver spoon in their mouth. Mm. That's mm. basically it. Hey, just before we move on, I've noticed on the rundown here that you've got a topic, Nathan. Is Richo hanging on to his shoe? <laughs> now, I'm interested to hear this. Well, I just worry about you. You know, you, you, you've been wearing your flat peak caps and well, I, you've gone I've back into the shanty that. one now. And yeah, Jesus I've loves you've been, that. I notice you've been rolling your jeans up like the young hipsters do. Oh, like, you, but you've got yours rolled up. Yours too. You've got at least four rolls in those jeans. Oh, <laughs> and you're still like rolling around the... Um, it's, a, it's very black ensemble today, isn't in it? In the Converse All-Stars. I mean, you're, you're dressing like a 22-year-old at the moment, Matt. Okay, look, I've, <laughs> I, I took on board the flat peak hat. But Nathan, seriously, mate. What about yeah, what you, Brandy? You can't. I talk about throwing uh, stones in a glass house. Oh, I yeah. said this comment to him today. He was getting to my dress. I said, "Mate, you're in your forties and you're dressing like a kid at a skate park." This is, and you know, what was your response, Brandy? This is skate park rock here. This, Look at him, mate. I yeah, saw you at the MCG two Friday nights ago oh. with a pair of nudie jeans on, and they were rolled up. Is that true or false? <laughs> no, they were Levi's. 
Okay, were they rolled up? Five by one. Might have had a lead. They might have a roll at the bottom. I rest my case. But I'm younger than you. <laughs> I rest. What one year? <laughs> one year you. younger. younger. Last week, Richo, you potted the entire nation. You said, as as a society, our table manners have gone to well, shit. And I think you have a very, very funny story. i got a feel for it, because just to, to bring this up, just to, to clarify, yeah. the man you were speaking about was not Brian Taylor. No, it was not Brian Taylor. Because all social media, they've been saying it was Brian Taylor. It was it, not Brian Taylor. It was not Brian Taylor. But uh, well, I, I, I do not back down. We've lost our uh, etiquette at the table. And uh, a lot of people agreed with you me. You sure it wasn't BT? No, it wasn't BT. Our cartoonists thought it was BT. There's a lot of people with their cartoonists <laughs> drew someone with a moustache. I can, I can guarantee you it I wasn't think, BT. I think that needs to grow legs that it was BT. Right. Now, Are you sure? Re- remember I had an issue at the gym a few weeks ago, guys, oh, where there sweat. was a gentleman walking around with basically a shower coming out from under his arms. <laughs> yeah. All right? Everywhere he went was just drenched. The bench press, you know, the pec deck. You'd go over to do some curls and there's a, another little puddle over there. <laughs> the treadmill was covered in sweat. I've gone back to the gym and another issue has arisen yesterday. Mm. Now, you go back to our playing days, uh, Brownie, when we played football. Early days, no one wore bike shorts, did they? No. I reckon about the mid-90s. Bike did you get short- chafe? Yeah, but that's why they came in. Bike shorts came in. But then the full leggings came in, the skins, and Nike bought out the full leggings. Oh, yeah. And we wore them because they're good for your muscles, the compression. But there was a rule that you wore your footy shorts Short, over to, the top yeah. of them. Have to. Spud brought that in. Did you, he didn't like your meat and potatoes no, hanging out. No, Did he? So, good on so him. Do you agree that you need now? I look at the players at training now. None of them wear no. shorts over the tights. Do you, That's probably fair enough, is it, these days? Uh, yeah, none of them wear the shorts over the so, tights. But my burning question is, and this is a little bit of hanging on to your youth, I guess. At what point, when you go to the gym, do you wear full leggings without shorts over them? At what age is that not acceptable? Oh, I think it depends on how big your package is. No, yeah, I and don't. your physique. <laughs> if, if it's looking like if you're looking like a water balloon stuffed with sand, right? Then perhaps you should be wearing okay. some shorts. If you're Maddie Shervington. I think you can only go right. there and tie. I wouldn't. Wear, if I was Matty Shevington, I wouldn't wear pants. Ever. Yeah, that's a fair point. But uh, but yesterday at the gym, a gentleman walked in, and he had the full tights on, yep. the full leggings. He had a singlet on, and this gentleman was pushing eighty years of age. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The, there was no muscle tone in his legs at all, so the leggings were sort of hanging the off baggy him. Baggy leggings. Hanging off him a little bit. Beggings. And I reckon halfway down to his knee, I noticed a couple of little bumps. <laughs> now, his crown jewels were halfway down <laughs> to his knees. He had long agates. And he was wearing tights. <laughs> and I looked around the gym and everyone noticed it. And everyone was put off their workout. Now, my question out there, my burning question today is, at what age do you stop wearing tights to the gym if you're a male? And I would suggest that the age of 80 is way past that cutoff point. Good work, man. The coveted trumpet award. Coveted. Coveted, dickhead. You say it every week, mate. I keep what? trying to work. I keep thinking. I keep forgetting. And I, I, I honestly. Oh, we'll get into it, eh? Covered it. Covered it. I'm going to go covered first. It should be spelt with a U then. Yeah. Who's winning? Who's who's on top of both? Uh, we've got the AFL on leading a worst on with 26 votes, and they head Christo. They're going to be hard on, to on 16 now, votes. Uh, Joe Danaher on seven. Dane Rampy on four. Your best on though. Lockie Neal on 14. Steve Canelio on 12. Cameron on seven. Cripps on seven. Brad Crouch came into the mix last week mm. on seven votes. All right, I gave one vote to Dom Sheed 
36 disposals, two goals. He does it every week. Charlie Cameron, two votes, five goals. He was terrific, Charlie Cameron. Yeah, is he the best small forward in the game? Yep. I think Michael Walters is at the moment. But Walters, then Cameron. Walters, then yeah. Cameron. Um, Eddie Betts is down to a third, I reckon, but yeah. that's he's been the best for a decade. Yeah. And then Tom McDonald returned to form. It's his best game of the year. 28 disposals as a centre-half forward and three goals is very good. Yeah, that was a good game by Tommy McDonald. I actually gave one vote to a coach this week. I gave oh. one vote to Ken Hinckley because he made a huge statement at selection. He dropped his... Previous two best and fairest winners, Justin Westhoff, who hasn't missed for yep. years, and Paddy Ryder. It was a big call to drop those guys. Westhoff was stiff, wasn't he? Yeah, but but what it did, it puts the whole group on notice. It mm-hmm. puts it puts everyone on notice Good that, point. hey, I can get dropped. And they came out and absolutely uh, smashed along. They should have won by more. So a brave decision by Ken Hinckley. Scotty Lysett stepped up, and that's why he got my two votes, Scott Lysett. Oh. He monstered uh, uh, Reece Stanley over at the Adelaide Oval. Huge game, 25 touches, 18 contested possessions, nine clearances for a Ruckman. Big game. And on the Ruckman theme, Brodie Grundy on Sunday. Yeah, very good. He, that's the first time we've had three different ones. Mm, it is. Yeah. So uh, I gave Grundy uh, three on Sunday. Right. He was amazing again. The spicy ones, Nathan. Young Taylor Garner didn't spend his week off uh, too productively. I gave him one vote. Uh, Christo, I gave him oh, two votes. I thought back. the McGovern penalty was ridiculous. Is it Christo's fault though? Um, well, he he's got the ability to oh, right. not yeah. give the right not, not give the suspension, right. Matthew. Yeah, okay. Who who else's fault would it be? Well, the AFL it's obviously. The guidelines that he's working under. Yeah, well, he, he's got to be a bit harder than. All right. Uh, and three votes. Mm. St Kilda again I, I, I don't know where they're at at the moment that third quarter was embarrassing on the weekend it's hard to watch at the moment that brings St Kilda up to third okay on I gave one to Taylor Garner just your club doesn't need that the, the footy clubs and the football managers they dread their phone ringing over mm. the buy round and I reckon that Cameron Joyce he's, he, I know he's stepping down but his phone would have rang and he would have gone oh no Taylor Garner won two to St Kilda Brownie you, you're right I, I they just didn't turn up after half time, which is disappointing when your club's under the pump. And I gave three to Reece Stanley. He was monstered by Lysette on the weekend. Mm. AFL still on 26. We've got Christo now on 18. Essendon Football on nine. Joe Danaher on seven. St Kilda Football Club on six votes in that. Now, I just thought it was time, gentlemen, that uh, on the back of your very successful quiz, on the Sunday footy show. Brownie's it's, quiz. It's, it's, a, it's probably the best segment on that show, that we might have a crack at a quiz. Now, this is called the stat game. Now, basically what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you a player that you would have played with, right. and I'm going to ask you a particular stat. Whoever okay. is closest gets a point. First right. of three points wins this round. How many questions are there? Uh, well, I hopefully... You guys win it in within three because right. I've only done five. <laughs> <laughs> Great preparation as always, huh? What does okay. Hummer do, Randy? Not much. Right All right, so the first one is Adam Patterson. He w- was number 16 in the 2004 draft. How many total disposals did he have? In his career? Yep. Oh, jeez, that's hard. I don't even know how many games he played. Um, I'll say that he had... I'll need to get my calculator out, bye-bye. I will say that he had 1,100 disposals. I'll say that he had 800 disposals. Brownie wins. He had 725 disposals over the course of a 66 yeah. grade. I, I didn't get the footy lot. I, I, I thought he played about 80 games. So. I, I based it off about 60. Did you? Well done. Oh, another, another man you played with, a cult hero, Jared Oakley Nichols. Yeah. How many marks did Jared have in his career? Ooh. Well, <laughs> let me think. 
I'll say that he had 93 marks. 93 marks? I'll say 92. Brownie, you, Brownie wins. He had 61 he, marks. How many games did he play? Uh, 11. Does he only play 11 games? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I had him for about 30. That's not bad. Has, he, he, only had, he only so, had 90 so disposals. He had man. 90 disposals from 61 marks. All right. Uh, a very good friend of you both just, of yours. That, see, what you did there <laughs> yeah, was just go I'll one go, I'll go first this yeah, time. Yeah, Brad, uh, it was a bit, it was deep. if you get this right, you win mm. the inaugural, <laughs> inaugural stat. I don't card. mind this guy. <laughs> Kane Pettifer. How many Beach behinds run. did he kick? Brownie, you first. In his career? Yep. I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go 70 behinds. I reckon he would have oh. had... I'm going to say 98. 98... Um, he had 85. So I'm just trying to do some maths 13, now. I'm a 13 away. 13. What did I say? 78. He said 71. He said 71. Richo wins. Yes. 2-1. <laughs> that, that, that didn't seem did right. 2-1. <laughs> didn't seem right. 2-1. Um, Chris Hyde. Snagglepuss. Oh, bow hunter. You know what he does? Have a look at his Instagram. He's a sick puppy. <laughs> he goes up into the highlands and... Shoots anything. With bows and arrows. <laughs> He's a rare unit. How many tackles did Chris Hyde have in his career? I'll say he had 220 tackles. Ooh. I'll say 300. Richo, with 192 yes. tackles. Yes. Here we go. So we're, this two is, all. This is he was meant to be a hard man. It is, it is two all. I I'm, credit to you. You actually, you're quite yeah. close. I'm, I'm well, you just got to work out how many games they played and work mm. out an average there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Insights to how Richard comes up with his answers. Now, this is the people. this is the decider, of the inaugural round of the stat game. David Roden, how many uncontested possessions did he have Ooh, this is at Richmond one. or at Port Adelaide overall. as well? Just overall. All right. I would say he had twelve hundred. Uncontested possessions. 1,200. Okay. I'm going to say he had 1,150. And the winner of the inaugural stat game, David Roden had 1,345. Yes! Yes! Well done. Yes! Well done. Good comeback. There we go. I don't well done. Yeah, good little game. We yeah. might keep that. Third question. Oh, I still got questions about <laughs> we'll that. It sounded like I won that one. You have to go to the video. Tape. I think it was three zip, but I'll give it to you. All right. Full quota of games. We've got the nine games back this week. There's not. It's not a great round of footy, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, good game Thursday tonight. Essendon GW. This is the sort of game that Essendon should jump out and win and play mm. really well. But I can't back them. GWS at a dollar fifty. I think I don't mind that. Kelly has had thirty disposals the last five games in a row, so I don't mind that. Tim Tarano, thirty disposals, and Zach Merritt, thirty disposals. Matty DeBoer isn't going to play, so I reckon dollar ninety one Zach Merritt to get thirty disposals. That's where I'm going to go. Do you think Essendon are a chance to win the game? I think they're a chance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Giants were great last time I saw them in Hobart. Their midfield. Is so deep. The quality yep. through there. Taranto and Hopper are, have gone to another level. Uh, and Stephen Canilio, he, he kicks multiple goals nearly every single week yep. as a midfielder. He's an absolute gun. I reckon he'll stay at GWS. Uh, I think the Giants win. Their forward line, I love Himmelberg. He's really stepping up. Cameron's probably due to have a, a big game. He's been a little bit quieter. Uh, so I'm going to go the Giants. I reckon 20 to 30 points, the Giants. Yeah, I'll tip the Giants. 
Uh, you're both heading down the Princess Highway tomorrow night. I am, yeah. We are, yeah. Geelong versus Adelaide, Friday night at the Cattery. Geelong's are looking to bounce back after their hoodoo. A dollar thirty-one, Adelaide three dollars twenty-six. Adelaide were three eighty before they lost that game last week, Geelong. So they came into three twenty-six from three eighty. But I can't see Adelaide beating them down there. Everyone this week is talking maybe Adelaide have got half a chance, mm. but I just can't see it down at that ground. No, neither can I. And yeah, if you look at the stat, and we know what it was, the hoodoo. Geelong hadn't won off the mm. bye for since two thousand eleven. Since two thousand eleven, but the week after that, they haven't lost. Ah. So the hoodoo's mm. hoodoo is that they always bounce back, and I think they will. They just don't lose at that ground. It's nah. incredible. And uh, I don't think the Crows can come over here and get the job done. I think the Cats stay two games clear on top of the ladder. Well, that's the first two games. Have you got some questions for Matthew? I do. I didn't have any last week, so I, did, I, 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 I prepared. Well, we do it every week. It's yeah. a part of the show. You probably Richard, have, have you got questions. any this week? Yeah, I have. All right, do you, you want to go, go first? Yeah, I will. Are you playing in the EJ Witten Legends game? No. Ooh. I've officially retired. I will never, ever, ever, ever play another game of football. Oh, that's a bit negative. <laughs> I'm 45 years of age next year. No? Okay. No worries. <laughs> Is intelligence or wisdom more useful? I think wisdom. Do you like the movie The Notebook? Yeah, I don't mind it. Did you cry? I did, but I will just <laughs> what add... What part? I'll add, just add this to it, that I watched it after I had a wrist operation, I broke my wrist down in Geelong and had surgery uh, on my wrist. Uh, no, no, just I, listen. I didn't ask for context. <laughs> no, but I, it's my you, you cried in the notebook. I watched it. I got up. I was in agony. I was lying in bed. I couldn't sleep. I got up. I had laid some out on the, yeah, I tough. laid out on the couch. I may have needed some pain relief. And I was lying there watching the notebook and I bawled my eyes out. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was in pain though. Why do we dream? Why do we dream? I've got no idea why we dream. Apart from the notebook, when was the last time you cried? When did I cry? I reckon I had a little tear at my wedding. Oh. Yeah. Is it easier to be loved or love? I think it's easier to love someone. Oh, wow. Interesting comment. That is interesting. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's the other way around. Yeah, me yeah. too. But you've found Jen, so yeah. it's easy for you to love her and she loves oh, you. A little child now. Yeah, it's, a, it's very a, easy. It's a lot like a love circle. It is. Mm. So, we spoke about Stephen Canelio. Yeah. 1.4 million's been bandied around Ooh. as a footy Ooh. club. Do you go the 1.4 million or do you go two players at 700 each? Uh, I wouldn't let Canelio go. Why do we strive for perfection if it is not attainable? <laughs> he's been, in, he's, he's, he's been he, on some website. He, gone to see, he has, hasn't yeah. he? I'm not even answering this nonsense. All right. You now, are, why? What, I, why I, do I want to lift the veil I, on Matthew Richardson. I don't. I'm not striving for perfection, though. Okay. Who are you striving for perfection? No, I, think, in life? I think we all are, aren't we? No, no, not, not perfection. It's it, because it isn't. You end up chasing your whole life. You know what you need to do, Rich. Yep. And this is what you need to do. You need to get happy in the moment. Mm. Okay. And stop worrying about the future and what's yep. going to happen. See, that's good. That, that's, if you're happy response. right here, right now. Yep. I'm very. Life happy right should now. be good. Shouldn't like Robbie be. Williams said, "You got to sing when you're winning." Oh, there we go. Can, <laughs> how's this? This is my last question, Matthew. Okay, but I've got one a, more. It's, a, right. it's an egg part question. Right. Um, so the Hawks have got the oldest list in the competition at the moment. Yeah. They've got eight players who are over 30 years of age. Right. I want you to give a yes or no whether these players should play on next okay. year or whether Hawthorne will keep them. Isaac Smith. Yes. James Frawley. Yes. And would they be at Hawthorne? Yes, That's, they will be. Sean Burgoyne. I think he'll retire. Jared Ruffhead. 
Ruffy, I think, will retire as well. Luke Bruce. He'll be at Hawthorne. Paul Piopolo. Gone. He may... They may look to trade him. Grant Birchall. Will depend whether he... If he gets injured again this year... Yes or no? If he gets injured again this year, I think he'll retire as well. Ricky Henderson. No, he'll be at Hawthorne. Nice. Stuff, I'm going to finish this. Um, I've got a few more, but I, I'm reading the room. I, I feel I might just get one more question. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> is it okay to do something wrong if no one is to if no one sees it or knows about it? No, it's not. It'll bite you eventually. Okay. It's a very good question you asked, Richard. So I've got a question for you now before we end this. Yep. Matthew, is it okay to do something wrong without something you know about it? Now, Richard told me this morning that he wants... Oh, no punched a cow <laughs> like repeatedly can't accept and that. dropped the cow no, so the cow dropped I, like, I, i'm picturing dickhead over there animal cruelty for a start dancing around like a boxer hitting a cow that was standing up i don't what, uh, what is wrong with you no we go hunting i go hunting with my uncle and we do this and we don't take weapons so it's sort of like living off so the you land just, you just bash a cow i don't think you should do that Richard. you should not do that i don't do that an old segment is making its triumphant return. It used to be called Story Time with Brian Lake. Then it changed to Story Time with he Richard. He could tell a few good stories now. <laughs> Was Lakey on this podcast? Yeah. yeah. You, 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 Just you before the downfall. Um, so but we're bringing it back, Story Time. The movie line, we're going to give, a, we're going to give a rest this week. That's because it's I don't have <laughs> It's hard to do the movie line it every week. It is hard. Creative no, juices. There's, yeah. no, there's no point but, fabricating. No. No, no it's correct. It's not, you it's not funny when you fabricate it. to you. So, Richo... You're going to step up with story time with Richo. Okay, so it's that time of year where there's some real speculation on a couple of coaches, John Morsfold and uh, Alan Richardson. And it's it's not a nice time when you're actually involved in it at a club because you can feel it in the air. And I'll go back to 1997 when Robert Walls was coaching Richmond. We were coming off one win in four weeks. And you could feel the tension in the air. You could you could feel all of the speculation, you know, the board members having board meetings. And the players know that the poor, the poor coach is under the pump. We then went into round 13 with one win in the previous four weeks. We played Essendon at the MCG and got beaten by 93 points. Ooh. Now, going into that game, win, lose or draw, we'd organised a little getaway for the night up near Mount Buller in Mansfield. Ooh. At the foot of Mount Buller, a little retreat up there. We were going to go up there. We we're going it's to the have, boys. Yeah, no, the whole club, mm. coaches. After that Essendon game, win, lose or draw, we we're going up there and we we're going to have a few beers and we we're going to relax Ooh, yep. and enjoy it. Important. Now, after a 93-point loss, you're driving up there and you're thinking, this is not going to be very enjoyable, <laughs> is it? So we get up there and we're drinking beers and everyone's getting pretty jolly and we're trying to have a good time. And Wolsey walked in probably three hours after everyone else arrived. It's probably about 9.30, 10 o'clock at night at this stage. Yep. And I just remember he walked in, Wolsey, and he went and sat down and everyone was sort of off doing their own thing. And he, I looked over and he was sitting there on his own and you just had this feeling of dread. And it was quite sad to see. Anyway, eventually Wolsey got into it and we had a few beers. But it was at that moment you knew that it was over. You knew, you knew that it was gone. It was just a surreal feeling. But anyway, we all had a big night. And the next morning we got up and there was a golf, uh, there was a one golf green there and people were hitting a few golf balls off. And it's the middle of July. It's up near Mount Buller. And it is cold. 
And I thought I'd be a bit of a hero and come out and try and have a bit of a joke and try and get around Wolsey. Yep. You know? Good. And I Good said, man. Wolsey, if you put this within a metre of the hole, I'll go and jump in that lake down there. No. <laughs> There's a lake. Now, this lake was literally frozen over. <laughs> so what do you reckon Wolsey's done? <laughs> he's put it in. He's put it about two centimetres oh. from the hole and he's just looked at me and he's gone, get in. <laughs> So I've had to strip off and jump into this lake and it was excruciatingly cold. And Wolsey just basically laughed at me as I jumped in. We then drove home to Melbourne that afternoon. I was still shivering at 10 o'clock that night. It was that cold. <laughs> but uh, it's fair to say, Wolsey lasted three more weeks. We went over to Adelaide with that feeling yep. of dread around the club. And that's what these clubs would have at the moment, particularly probably St Kilda. We went into the round 17 game at Amy Park against the Crows. Ooh. Lost by 137. How many mods kick? And he kicked a lot. And I know he kicked goals. Jarman kicked eight. And oh. unfortunately, that was Wolsey's that was last it. game. Oh. I do have to apologise for Brownie farting halfway through. That's what are you laughing at? Is that what you were laughing at? Just, just pop one out. one out. Squeak one out, Matt. Oh, thanks oh, for joining well. us. A big thanks to our sponsor, Hugo Wines. Oh, Hugo Wines. The yes, yeah. they do. Really? Richo's boxes might be a little bit lighter than the rest Did of Did you steal a bottle? Well, you guys are just incredible. <laughs> I didn't steal any. Thanks to hugowines.com.au. Like, comment, subscribe, but most importantly, gamble responsibly.